Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hey guys, how you doing? We are uh, freezing cold out here in In Phoenix, Arizona. 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 Um, this whole global warming thing is uh, is a joke because Gabbage. we came out for best practices here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, a group of eight of us are staying at an Airbnb house. It's been fantastic. We got a pool. We got a hot tub. We got a fire pit. And we're like, it's going to be amazing, Phoenix, in February. And it literally rained with a high of 40 the entire time we've been here. And it's been miserable. It's been terrible. And so it's Saturday. It's finally sunny, but it's still in the low 40s, and it's cold. So we are recording this podcast with some really good friends, and we're excited to talk through this. I'm going to say they're becoming my, some of my friends, too. Well, we, we have – there's an initiation later today to see if you yeah, can be in the brotherhood. Yeah. It includes a 9-volt battery and a spoon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's, it's really awkward. He's shaking his head. No, I saw you last night. I saw you getting things ready. <laughs> it's the dance competition you really need to be worried about. <laughs> it is a little awkward. So, no, we are so glad to to be connecting here. This was a great thing for me to come out, meet some new guys, connect up. But then also another thing I noticed is, Travis, I guess this is why I wanted to jump on this podcast is, you guys have such a camaraderie in the midst of you all, and so I would definitely say like, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that. You know, I I love. I love World War II shows and movies. Yeah. And one of my favorite ones is uh, is Band, Band of Brothers, and I love in Band of Brothers when they uh, when when they're in uh, Bastogne and it's freezing cold out and yes. it's like, and these guys are literally sharing one shotgun shell and, you know, uh, warming each other up and they're all they're all in they're in, you know, the dirt and the muck together, and uh, and quite frankly, when I see a group of guys like you, that's kind of what I picture is in the midst of the battle, a bunch of guys to run around. So I thought it was kind of cool. Would love, love to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, I think so. Um, and to really kind of talk about the band of brotherhood that um, did not happen by accident. It has taken a lot of hard sacrifice, investment, and um, prioritizing this cultivation of relationships over 10 years. You know, um, and, and so before we get too deep into it, um, why don't we, why don't you, the other guys that are at the table, introduce yourself, uh, Will, uh, introduce yourself, kind of give us some life stats where you're at and uh, when you joined this uh, band of brotherhood. Yeah, so my name is Will Kemp. I'm a pastor at Water's Edge and known Travis for a long time and Bill for a little bit of time. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. To I need to put a, cl- like a, like a, like a clap track in here with this. Known Bill for a little time. Yeah. <laughs> ah! No, no, no. Like his name. Not, not, not when my name came oh. up. When oh. my name comes up, when I just bring it in. Ginger arrives. <laughs> yeah! That's really funny. But no, uh, married, uh, no kids yet. Um, do apartment ministry in Austin Ranch and uh, the north part of Dallas, and work at a church in Frisco as well on Sunday mornings and. Yeah, I love the Band of Brothers. It's one of my favorites of all time. I was actually thinking, I don't want to go ne- too negative, but I was thinking, I was thinking about like, the one weird cast member in Band of yeah, Brothers yeah. of Ross. Yeah, uh, he was the, weird. He was. It was strange, but I think it's so perfect. Of he didn't belong, and they did everything necessary. Like they were willing to be court-martialed. Yeah. To get rid of the guy yes. that didn't fit. 
And so just be careful, man. Yeah, just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do what it takes if you don't fit in. No, I'm kidding. That's exactly what <laughs> <exactly. laughs> word, word to the wise. Yeah. That leash is very yeah, short. That, yeah, do, be cool, man. Uh, but no, I, I think I think that's really cool, cool, though. I think it's really amazing that they are so tight. And the reason they make it through the, the mud and the muck and the snow and freezing to death is they trust each other. Yeah. And they believe in each other. And I think one of the reasons, in my opinion, why this group works so well, and this isn't to toot our horn, I, just God is good, but I think we respect that everyone's good at their craft hmm. in this band of brothers. And there's a respect for that. And it, it helps none of us get impressed with ourselves because we're like, well, that guy's pretty freaking amazing, too. And I like I I can't dang like, it yeah I'm not the it. shining star in <laughs> right. this group yeah like you like there's it's there's forced humility it's right really what it is if, if nothing else a good band of brothers will uh, remind you that you're not all that in a bag of chips yes and I think that's crucial uh, to be able to figure out a way to to be okay with I'm not the best person in the group I don't have to be amazing and there's a comfort and a chillness to that that I I think if you don't have that if you don't have an intense respect for not just the person and their character, but that they're really good at what they do, and they bring value to um, their their trade. I think that's huge. Awesome, and and isn't that at the heart of it? When you realize someone else is really good at what they do, and it's it's different than what you do, um, it creates this respect because you want to dive into that. You want to learn from that. You want to get that going. Um, so um, thank you, Will, very much. Uh, the next guy we want to introduce real quick, his, uh, we call him the, the godfather because uh, he kind of started this whole thing uh, with a buddy of his a few years ago. And uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? Give it up for Michael Corleone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Corleone. There's going to be a day. Hey, give me the mic. Stop kissing my ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is Mark Schaefer and uh, honored to be here with you guys. Good friends and trusted brothers for sure uh i'm pastor at water's edge church in frisco and it was just a church that without us even knowing what we were doing started reaching people that didn't know jesus and that's cool people started saying hey can you can you make more churches like that and we turned from a church to a church planning church to a network and now we are a network of church planning churches so cool. that plant networks and uh travis over here um He's the golden boy, and here's why I say that. First of all, he's amazingly talented. He's gifted. He's a great friend. But uh, when I we, owe you twenty dollars. No, when we you. first started, when we first started the church, the church planting thing, um, I mean, I think most people would probably say, "Man, if you plant ten churches and seven of them make it and three of them fail, you know, that's pretty good." Mm -hmm. The problem is, it can't be the first three, or you got no credibility. It can't be the first three. You can't fail We're noticing the first a three. pattern here. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't so don't suck. With the with the best thing and the prayer that we could do, we're like, God, give us the, the best chance of a slam dunk to get the first one. And Travis was the closest thing we could find to a slam dunk to to make things happen. And he was awesome, and he is awesome, and God is awesome in him. I love that he calls you a slam dunk. I know. It's a, it's one of those little tyke, um, little tyke. <laughs> it's like the basketball hoops the that you play with like boom! a five year old. I, I, that was it. Shame on you, dads, for for slam dunk. But it does feel good as a father <laughs> to slam dunk on your five-year-old five toddler. Tyke. Yeah, it's bam. Take that. I did want to jump in on what Will was saying yeah. though uh, about yeah, people are good at their craft, and you know we, we believe that you better bring your A game all the time, or else you know you probably yeah. wouldn't be part of this group if if you don't. But on the other hand, too, 
we will look at each other in the face and say, you can't impress me. Not in a mean way. Like, I could love all the things you're doing and actually think and respect what you're doing. But, like, I'm not looking at you to impress me. So don't even yeah, try. That's cool. You know, you don't have to impress me, which I think when Freedom. people first get into a, a group of guys, you know, here we can barely have time on the mic. The four of us, are you kidding me? Everybody's got the next story ready to tell. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> you know, I got one. Correct. Hey, you know, um, we actually had a wrestling match. These two made it to the mics. There's four other guys that are still bleeding. We'll take care of you guys later. <laughs> but when you get into a group and everybody's just trying to impress the other guy, you know, that's draining and tiring, and it sets a whole tone that's yeah. really not brotherhood. It's really competition. Right. And when we can look at each other with absolute truth in our eyes saying, hey, stop, you don't have to impress me. You don't, you don't have to impress me, man. In fact, yeah. you can't. Right. So just stop trying. Be yourself. Feel free to fail. And let's move on together. So there's no That's doubt cool. that, that and, and Bill, uh, maybe your impression, because you you and I have had a relationship for over uh, almost two years now, yeah, uh, but you yeah. just got kind of um, thrust into this community. Yes. And um, and so what was your take? You've been here with us, hanging with us for three or four days. What, what have you taken away? And then the follow-up for all of us to wrestle with is, okay, great. This is something that we've invested in, we've created um, and we're blessed to be a part of it. And I don't care what your vocation is. We all need this. What can we say to the dad out there? Where do they start? Yeah, how how yeah, do yeah. they start? Because, man, loneliness of a 40 to 50-year-old man is off the charts. Yeah. Um, and we need to give them some practical steps on how to do that. So, Bill, first, your impressions on what your takeaways are from being part of this community. And then, two, how do we help other guys create this space because it just doesn't happen yeah first thing i think i'd say is i'm really sorry to the uh to the homeowner here for the bathrooms i guess that's the first <laughs> thing i'm gonna say because uh, these guys know how to use them that's all i know and that's you know you get a bunch of guys and and, and you get us together and i love it just kind of sitting from the background and and all joking aside i feel like i just saw the heart of unity that i didn't feel like this was a, you know what it felt like it felt like crossfit minus the crossfit like everyone was for you and uh and so so you'd, you'd walk into the room and people and what I, what i would see in you guys is that y'all were for each other there wasn't someone that was like man we brought him because we really hope he gets his crap together if he's around us enough like that's not what i felt from any of your people um and i love that you have a community of guys who at the same moment you'll call someone out like no 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 that's not that's not right and i saw that Three, three or four times, but it wasn't done at a heart of, no, no, I have the answer. It's, no, no, remember, that's not how we do things here. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, and I love that camaraderie that you guys had. And I guess that's that's really what spurned wanting to even do this. Is like, wow, how do you keep this dynamic? Because we have so many guys in the world who are lonely. I mean, if you, most guys don't even have a friend. And I saw, you know, seven Jonathan and Davids in there hanging out with each other, sharp, sharpening iron. So, So the Band of Brothers thing, uh, I love the movie. I love all the war movie stuff. And when I was younger, I had a really great group of friends, tight, tight friends in high school, college, stuck together all the time. And I think in my mind, I'm like, man, these are my best friends. I would die for you, man. And I believe, I believe with my whole heart, they would die for me. And then we got older and we're like, man, we kept saying we would die for each other, but we never really had the opportunity, and we were never really in this country going to have the opportunity to die for one another, but we missed a lot of opportunities to live for one another. Mm. And and once we went from the immature, man, it's so great to be perfect and, and want to have somebody, man, I would die for you, 
I still have those same eight friends from high school that I that I have not missed a year of getting back mm. together for a weekend with those guys um, since 1991. We have not missed a year. And I think a big part of that is we're not trying to die for each other anymore. We're trying a little more um, how do we live with and for one another. That's so and, good. And that is carried over into this network. The same group of eight guys that are here, um, that the network that we're talking about right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Um, the band of brothers that are sitting right around you um, right here, I think that was what was cultivated right from the beginning. Um, we don't have to make any grand entrances or we're not here to die for one another. But you know what? I will live with you and I will live for you on the highs and the lows of whatever you need each day. It's a brilliant. So cool. That's absolutely brilliant. And I think, um, you know, so much of that is your heart and how you've brought that forward. And I'm thinking about um, the, the guys that it seems like our culture, something has shifted maybe for good, but. The pendulum, I think, has shifted too far. Where you have that stories of the '50s and '60s, where the dad would come home and then he'd go golf, and then he'd come home on Wednesday and he'd go bowl, and then he'd come home on Friday and he'd go play poker. And he was never engaged in the family. And then you kind of get to the '70s and '80s, and we learned more about the importance of a dad within the family dynamics. And dads kind of became more and more anchored to their family, and they lost the ability to connect with their other guys. And what I'm seeing today, if I talk to other dads, is um, they have sacrifice connecting with guys their age to connect with their family and connect with their jobs um, and they're realizing that they're living but they're not alive and I think that's what you're talking about when you have a group of guys together that you're living for it brings life to you and you actually are a better dad in balance when you have that community. You're actually a better employee in balance when you have that kind of community. And that's what we really want to encourage you. Of like, We're tasting it. We're seeing it. We know the benefits of it. If you don't have it, this is worth dying for in some ways. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, I think it's more, to, to use like a romance analogy, uh, we have to get over the idea of... That's why Will's in our group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the hopeless romantic of the group. In a room full of guys. In a room full of guys. In a room full of guys. <laughs> And I get in people's personal space all the time and make them very uncomfortable. And I'll rub their shoulder just long enough this to make them This has gone squirm. creepy. No. <laughs> this has gone weird. We'll have to cut this part. Uh, no, this but, is staying in. This is 100% <laughs> staying in. And so, we're going to cut this out and use this against you for years oh, to come. Oh, that's Anyways, great. No, so, Will, really the good. hopeless romantic. No, I, so I, I want to use the analogy of... I think in our heads as guys, you know, the die for me, I love that idea. Like, not just die for him but live for him we want to do the grand gesture and romance like we'll 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 swing for the fences we'll try to hit a home run on valentine's day get all the flowers do the big thing but i think the same thing we try to do with relationships with dudes as well like we're not willing to put in the time and grind on a regular everyday basis and do the things necessary to just be a bro a friend we just want to do that one cool backpacking trip Dude, with our guys. I think you're nailing it because there's a lot of guys that will sacrifice a weekend to do a fishing trip. And they'll do it once and then they'll say, we should do this every year. And then it'll be five more years and they'll they'll finally get around to it. And what you're saying is, no, 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 no. Don't go for the touchdown. Go for the five yards. How yes. are you investing in that relationship every single week? What phone call? What text message thread? Yeah. What jokes are you throwing out there? What beer are you having? You know? It, to, to make that ultimate touchdown really meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the short game. We just did a podcast on the short game, because I think it's so important in every point of relationship, even with our kids, with our with our friends, that, it, that it's valuable. That, but we just overlook that value with, well, 
they're probably not thinking about that or they're, they're they probably don't even care you know right. so for us to be proactive in that i think is a huge thing so so schaefer let me ask you a question you have um the reason why we call you the godfather is not only do you still hang out with your high school buddies which i don't think any of us do um you've also been an integral part of creating this community which i think all of us are living for and would be willing to die for on some level um you're sitting across the table from a guy who wants this. Um, where would you tell him to start? I'd have you look at just a couple things and like where are the habits of your life? Because I think, especially as you get older, I'm much older than you guys. You know, I'm way old. And, <laughs> and he still has incredible hair. <laughs> incredible So hair. I'm like jealous right now. That's part of why I thought you called him the Godfather. Because that amazing quaff of hair on top is still there. And it's not balding. And I'm like, I hate you. But I think it's real easy just to get in a rut. And uh, I guess two things I would say is, the first, um, are you asking anybody to hang out? Are you, you, say, you know, instead of sitting around saying, nobody's asking me, I feel bad, you know, why doesn't anybody want to be in my life? Well, who have you asked for right. coffee? Who have you asked to, to go watch a game? Um, and even if you got turned down three, four, five times, are you going to just sit there and wallow in, oh, woe is me, nobody wants to hang out, or are you just going to keep trying? So one, keep trying and asking guys, even if, regardless of what their response is. Right. And two, listen to yourself of what you're saying. Are you saying no? Mm. Are you saying no to opportunities that another guy might be throwing something out there saying, hey, you want to do something? You know? And you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm busy that day. And if you say no a couple times, they're going to stop asking. Right. So I guess I would encourage you to, even if you're Find tired. Find a way to say yes. Even if you're tired, even if you got that extra work project. I'm not saying that, you know, you got one that's due tomorrow and you're going to lose your job. But, like, you know, if you can actually have the time, like, I can reprioritize. Say yes. Say yes to that coffee. Say yes to, like, let's go Going hang to out. Going to Golf and whatever. swing in the club. Whatever it is. Say, yeah, say yes. You know? And I think that's, like, find something that you have in common with them that you actually enjoy doing. You know, like maybe it's a top golf thing. Maybe you and him, the, the, this group of guys, love wings, and so you you take it upon yourself to visit every wing spot in a month, and you just that's what you're doing. Third Tuesday of the month, you're meeting at a wing spot, and you're just going to eat the wings and, or whatever. For me, it's easy. I have a cigar shop, and we play dominoes once or twice a week. You know, with this band of brothers, we we meet every other week um, over lunch to just hang out, and and so I think you're exactly right. Figure out a way to say yes and then make it a part of your routine. And I guarantee there have been times that I've said no to a few things because I've thought that my wife would want me to be at home or I thought my wife would want me to engage in something. And when I told her about it, she would chastise me and go, you should be there. You should go hang out with those guys. You need to go. And, and so I think sometimes we lie to ourselves saying, well, my wife won't, won't be happy with that. When in truth... She's like, no, you need friends. Like, I need friends. It's not good that my only friend is my wife. We need Then we're like she's just chasing him around the house all day. Right. <laughs> she's like, get away, get away, get away, get away. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look at me. Don't touch me. But just like everything, uh, it snowballs in the right direction, or it can snowball in the bad direction fast. If you start saying no, all of a sudden you can snowball into loneliness and you got nobody really quick. Or it can snowball into, man, things are... I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better about myself. I'm feeling better about yeah. my family. I'm feeling better about you know my God. I'm feeling better about what I'm doing. You know what? I want to go home and actually 
do more. I want to make the bed. Or even if I don't, I think I'm going to anyway because I had a great time with the boys last night and my wife encouraged that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's the one I, degrees. I, I want to yeah. snowball the relationship strength that's coming from this band of brothers into how am I a better dad? Yeah. And, and how, I think, how, how can I serve as a husband? When you start to come alive in one area of your life, an area that God has actually created you for, because it's not good that man should be alone, and you start to come alive in there, it cannot help but influence coming alive in other areas of your life, you know? And so I, I agree with it. Uh, Bill, you're going to say something. No, I was going to say, you know, I love it because you spoke truth uh, in the scriptures. We always run back a little bit to the scriptures of of what does God say? Either it's all true or it's all false. And I love what you shared because Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. And so it's like, and then, then I love that the other half of that verse is, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And it's it's not just the end result of, I know these people, but I am known by these people is a different change than I know these guys. And I feel like that's what I saw with you guys is you are known by each other. Like everyone knows their faults. They may not know every deep thing, but they know the majority. And I would probably guarantee to say you guys know each other's faults. So I, I think I love what you're saying about that because so many guys are like, no, 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 no. I'm, I've got some buddies at work. or I got Yeah, but when, when the paycheck stops and you leave that place, are they going to be with you anymore? They're friends you of know? convenience? Yeah. Not friends of like brotherhood. Right. What were you going to say? Well, <clears throat> well I, I was just thinking about what you were sharing, and I, I was really convicted by, I, I think a lot of times, like you're talking about friends of convenience, and you just do what's easy. I, I think the bigger thing is the question we have to ask ourselves is not only are we saying yes to friends, but are we the kind of friend people want to say yes to? That's a good point. Ooh, do good. we, do we live point. virtuous lives, faithful lives, lives where we're honest and consistent and we don't flake out at the last minute and we, uh, we people of integrity when we say we're going to be somewhere, we're, we're there. And I, I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves too that I've been convicted about is sometimes I'm like, why doesn't this person ever want to hang out with me? And then I think, well... I kind of complain a lot when I'm around them, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Do I speak you know, life to them? I, am I am, am I the kind of person that person would want to be a friend with? And, and I I think a lot of times when we're in these dark places, we want to point the finger and blame other people, just like in the beginning in the garden. But I I think the first thing question we always have to ask ourselves is, well, what am I doing? How am I contributing to yeah. that? And how can I be a kind of person that person would want to be a friend with? That's good. That's really good. Absolutely. Love it. So, because I feel like as we talk about this, these are simple things that guys are like, "Am I okay? Am I shutting myself off? <laughs> am I nice? Like, do I like? Do you, we're not speaking deep spiritual truths here." So, I think, is there anything else you guys would share with these guys who are going, "Well, you know, I've tried that," or, "Or, man, I'm scared to do that because in the past I've been hurt so much." You know, maybe sharing some value of that, I guess. Well, I, th- I think as I'm listening to you guys talk, um, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, and. Um, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and there's going to be um, guys that will connect in that group and then guys that will leave that group. And I would say have a group mentality. Um, you you need, like, a guy that can be, like, deep. But the reality is sometimes that guy's going to be there, sometimes he's not. Like the guys at the cigar shop, we have a group of six of us, and three of us are available to play dominoes from time to time. And so we're always connecting over that dominoes game at the cigar shop. Um, but because there's a group of six that are all a part of that brotherhood, and we we have the text thread, and some of our text threads are hilarious. Some of them are heartfelt. Some of them are inappropriate. Um, but we're always staying connected through Not that. you. I know. I know. Um, one of the guys is a plumber. I mean, you can only imagine what comes through those 
that tech start. But anyway, comes through that pipe. But it's got to be a marathon. It's got to be a marathon t- mentality of like, this is not going to happen overnight. And and so I'm just going to commit to this on a regular basis. And whoever shows up shows up, and there we're going to go from there. Schaefer. Well, in just being a dad, I want to be the same dad regardless of the reactions of my kids. So how they react to what I'm doing, I try real hard not to let that change what I wake up and try again doing. And with as a, as a husband, too, you know, I can only control myself. And when I start right. thinking I should be able to control my wife or my kids or bad things happen or my friends. Right. And how they should react. If I live in a life of they should be like this or I'm disappointed, I'm already waking up set for failure. But if I just wake up today saying I'm just going to do the best I can today. Yesterday, I might went to bed hurt. I might have went to bed, you know, they kids didn't listen. I communicated poorly with the wife. All my friends hung out and they didn't give me the text message to invite. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I can be like just spiral downward or you can wake up again and say, "You know what? I I'm not here to compare. I'm, I don't need yeah. to be as cool as Travis. Uh, you know, I don't need to have as many friends as Bill. No one's going to be as cool as Travis. You know. Or have as many friends as Bill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Or I, be as romantic as Will. Yes. But I'm not going to compare. Or have amazing just, hair. And, I'm, and you know what? I might not be as good as inviting people to my life or asking people to coffee. or I might not even be as good to hang out with. But that's not... That's not really my responsibility to be better than anybody else. I just want to wake up and try today. And I think that's the biggest thing as a husband, as a father. Do your best and wake up the next day. Shake off whatever didn't work and try it again. And I I think the only way to lose that battle is to stop trying. Right. In in any of those things, as dad, as husband, as friend, if you give up trying, the battle's over. Right. And I think... It's taken, and you know, I love your first analogies. It was kids and then it was wife. And I think what you're getting to is take your eyes off and put it on the horizon. Because one day as a successful dad, that means your kids are out of the house. And if you're only friends, and I love my kids, and I love hanging out with my kids, and they are they are friends of mine on one level or another. But they're going to leave the house at some point. And then if it's just my wife and I, I don't have that brotherhood, it will get lonely fairly quick, you know. Um, and so start to have your eyes on the horizon of saying, what is life going to look like at age 45 or 50 when the kids start moving out of the house? And how do I make sure that I still have meaning and value when there's no longer a football game to go to on a Friday night or there's no longer a soccer tournament to go to all weekend long? How am I still going to have that friendship beyond? There can be life after 50? You're kidding me. Yes. Who, who even makes it to 50? <laughs> it's really old. Old, lonely people. I'm way <laughs> past that. Old, lonely people. <laughs> Well, uh, I know our time's coming up. Will, any other thoughts? Yeah, just to wrap up with, I, I, I was just thinking about when you're thinking about the future and thinking about big picture, the, the thing that just hit me really hard as is, is, is Mark was sharing is, man, I was thinking about my, one thing I did learn from my dad is he, he worked in, a, he was a welder, and he'd get up super early and have breakfast with uh, three or four buddies every weekday morning. Wow. And he, and he would take me to that sometimes. And how relentlessly for each other they were. They were all like um, entrepreneurs. They're all like small shop owners. Right. And they would just talk shop and they would talk about life and they'd share about what was going on. And as a kid, that really formed me in saying, find four or five guys that you trust and never let them go. And he planted that in me by right. modeling it. And so the last thing I would share is never underestimate the value of your kids need to see you good at having friends and yes. bring yes. your kids good. around friends and let them see what it looks like for men to actually hang out. 
because that doesn't happen anymore. Like, no. Like, it doesn't happen in non-superficial, non-forced, weird, awkward ways. You are absolutely convicting ways. my heart right now. And so bring bring your kids around good guys and let them see what it looks like to hang out and watch your you have a cigar or one or two drinks and not get hammered. But, like, to, to be around good guys that actually care about each other. And they listen to us laugh and they listen to us get to that edge, you know, and, and, and live life together, you know. Uh, I love it. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Mark, I got a question for you. So being being a father, how valuable has stuff like this been in your in your parenting of your kids? Well, if you don't have someone to process with, I don't care if it's faith. I don't care if it's your job. Uh, uh, dad, again, pick pick a topic. If you're just trying to figure it out on your own, you're not living with using all the tools in the box. Definitely not all the tools God gave you. Yeah. And so, you, I mean, you got God's word. <laughs> First and foremost, we got faith. Um, but if I'm not talking to other dads, you know, how to be good dads, well, you know, it's like I'm not going to get better at basketball by playing basketball against third graders all the time. <laughs> you know, that's good. So, so I want to be that's with, good. I want to, I want to go find a dad. I want to be like that guy a little more. Right. Talk to me. I want to know you. Oh, man, you got yeah. a good, you got a, you got a good marriage. How, how are you doing that? And, and I, I think that's a, a, a big deal. And, then just having your kids, like Will said, they see that. And they, they, they hear when the phone rings and the guy's like, hey, my car broke down. And you stop what you're doing to go help the guy with the car. Right. And that will rub off on them. And they'll say, that's just a natural thing that I want to keep doing. Right. And so it helps me be a dad by having, yeah, by having these guys. And, and also learning from mistakes. Yeah. You know, like, hey. Man, I did that. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have. All right, now we're all going to do better and try not to do that next time. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. But it's also cool. It's cool to see the grace of someone else going, great, I don't have to have this all together. No one does. Right. But if but when we isolate ourselves and we see what's on social media or what's on, you know, these perfect pictures of parenting, it's like, it's not even realistic. No. You get around guys who stub their toe and they say the wrong thing and grace is added on top of that. You know, so it's just you see yeah. the journey. Absolutely. Well, like Travis was talking about, uh, his daughter just got the license. You know, and my kids are a bit older than you guys. We've been through that a long time ago. And I had a guy that, when my kids got a license, showed me, like, uh, basically a parent-kid contract. Yeah. And uh, about yeah, about driving. That. And he told me, guess what? I took that sucker. I laminated it. I talked with my kids. They put it in their car. And, you know, Travis talks about, you know, hey, their kids are getting licensed. I'm like, hey, here's a cool little uh, tool. Tool and contract, yeah. and so you just kind of share yeah, the tools of the cool. trade. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, you actually helped a lot with that navigating lessons and how to get your kids ready and how to be ready when they forget to put oil in the car and they blow up the engine and all that good stuff. Fun times. <laughs> oh, oh fun times. Lay ahead. Lay ahead. Hey guys, uh, it's been we, good. We uh, absolutely love doing this podcast and we love having conversations with guys like you. Um, so thank you for your time this morning to make that happen. Um, man, if if you, any of you are out there and you have um, like more practical questions or detailed questions, info at knownlegacy.org. Uh, shoot us an email, and uh, we'd be more than happy to get to that sooner than later. Hey, uh, God bless you guys. The journey's not over. Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Keep your eyes on the horizon and see what you want to be when you're 50 or 55. How old are you now, Mark? 51. <laughs> The value of friends. Find those friends. Not now. You know how old he is too. It took you this long in your friendship to ask that age. That's sometimes what it what it takes years to find out how old somebody is. Oh man. All right. We love you guys. Take care. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. 
Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.